Hello and welcome back to the Key Arsenal podcast. It is episode 74 today. I'm your host, Matthew Key, and this week I'm joined by two lovely co-hosts. We've got Carl and Dad. How are you both doing? All good. <clears throat> Thank you. Yep, we're hoping to be joined uh, by a Madeline at some point this evening. She's had her own footballing commitments at university, but she may well pop her, pop her head in. But yeah, um, I'm going to start this week with a, with a bit of a story, actually. Uh, so obviously, we talked last week about the fact that despite playing on a Sunday at two o'clock, our game wasn't on the the telly. Um, well, in the in the UK, it may have been available to you if you were in a different country, perhaps. Um, but yeah, four games at two o'clock. Uh, only one of which was televised, and that was not Arsenal. So, the normal sort of routine in this day and age is you go on about half an hour before kickoff. You look for see if you can get suddenly transported to a different country to allow you to watch the game, uh, which I did. I had it on my little laptop, and obviously, the first thing that happens is all the players go off because of a power cut or whatever it was at Leeds. For the next 40 minutes when the game was not on, I have to say my stream was working perfectly. I've never had such a such a well-worked stream. And of course, then the second the game starts, the stream starts playing up. You try and so many different sites and stuff like that. None of them were working. And I have to say... We probably watched about 50% of the first half in the end. The second half was even worse. And when I was deciding what to call this episode, I looked through the previous ones and I thought, well, I've never had an episode called That Was Stressful Before. But I have to say, there's been a few examples of supporting this club where it's very stressful. But not being able to watch most of that second half and hearing some which what was going on, and the fact that any time I did could get some pictures, it seemed that leads were all over us and looking like they were bound to score. It was horrible. And eventually I gave up with the stream, listened to the last five minutes on the ever-reliable Arsenal.com radio, which if anyone's ever listened to it will know is absolutely useless. You have no idea what was going on. And Gabriel gets sent off, and you've got no no clue what's happening. That's all right because the referee of the linesman didn't have either. <laughs> so uh, there's a there's, you was in the same boat as them. But it was an absolutely horrible <clears throat> way to well follow the game. I suppose is the best way of putting it, wasn't it, Dad? Yes, yeah, stressful was a good good description. In between, as the as his stream was logging up, Carl, I would flick the radio on, listen to a well-known sports radio station, hoping that Perry Groves would say something that would cheer me up. <laughs> and well, Perry was sounding very stressed. I was watching it, and it wasn't no any, any less stressful. I can promise you that. It was awful to watch. It was a nightmare. If I could find a cushion, I would have got one. Even the missus was, was like, oh, no, no. And she was like, oh, um, it was terrible. Just absolutely knackered me watching that game for completely the opposite of the, when I watched the Spurs game, right, which was a joy, but it felt knackered afterwards because you'd sung your art out and everything else. This one was just exhausting just to watch. Just we, we, we was wait we was waiting for something to happen. And to be fair, again, our defence was pretty good. And the guy who who uh, he's taken a bit of flack this week, but I thought he was I thought he was exceptional. So out of the four of them, he was the best defender, Gabriel. So uh, yeah. <laughs> but it was stressful. Yeah, I, I have I have to say I'm normally someone that obviously I go to most of the home games, but when I'm 
when it's an away game or whatever and it's on the telly, I, I just get rid of my phone for the 90 minutes because I don't want any distractions or anything like that. And I have a little check at half time, see what people are saying. But other than that, it's not on at all until the game's over. But, oh, my God, it was so horrible and I couldn't tell what was happening. And as does says, the radio, oh, you, sound, you never ever sound like it's in the right place. So when you hear a description and you watch the highlights later and you think, doesn't sound anything like what they were describing on the radio. So I, I was just on my Twitter refreshing, refreshing to see full time. And I was seeing oh, Gabriel sent off, Gabriel not sent off. And I had not a clue what was going on. And I have to say, I'm never going to complain about three points. But having watched, well, most of the game back and the key, key bits, and I said it at the time, Dad, I've never been sort of so frustrated with a win because of how poorly we played especially in comparison to what we've seen for the majority of the season uh, yeah I mean <clears throat> well yeah how do I describe it A you were stressed B I was stressed your mum was stressed Um, we weren't great as I say, there were moments where I grasped for the comforting tones of Mr. Perry Groves, and even he wasn't comforting me. Um, and if, if there's ever a bloke who's a gooner through and through and you think he's going to say some nice things, it's Perry Groves, and even he was getting stressed. So it wasn't great. In fairness, I am going to say, certainly the second half, the bits I saw, and the bits I saw later on, Leeds really came at us and they outran us. And I, they're probably the first side I've seen this year run harder than us. Um, I go back to the Thursday night and I thought, oh, we look like we're saving a bit for the weekend. Um, I don't think we did. Whether it was the travel, anything else, I've no idea, Carl, but... I thought Leeds actually tactically were very clever. In the first half, we was drawn on. Yeah, they 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 were allowing us to come over the halfway line. Yeah. Pretty much to the edge of the centre circle, if you like, and then no more. No, we're going to block you out there. They played a block. That's where they blocked, and they chased you down in them areas. But it was quite a small area. Yeah. Excuse me. Uh, which is different because normally they they chase you around all over the pitch. Yep. And they've done that in the first half. And they've been known this year for tiring as the game to go on. And in the second half, they've done that. They've done their full chase, everything. They put everything into that second half. And um, they were very good. Uh, they kind of, I suppose it, it caught us a little bit um, unawares because uh, tactically it was a change. Uh, they brought Bamford on. <clears throat> And uh, his style is slightly different to Rodrigo's. Um, and they, yeah, they chased us down in every part of the pitch. We didn't get a second. We found it difficult to move the ball through the through the areas, should we say. But there was no areas to, to move through, it seems like. There was always a Leeds player there. And that probably is a little bit down to a little bit, a little bit jaded. Not so much, I don't think, from the Thursday, because I thought we would naff on Thursday as well. But... Um, I think we've had two mega games against Spurs and Liverpool. And there has to be a little bit of a, a low after them two because they were magnificent. So I, 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 give, give, them, give them that. We've just won a game. Spurs have been winning like that all season. Yeah, you know. So <clears throat> let's, let's, let's take it and, and, and move on. And hopefully... Um, We've got games on Thursday and Sunday, but the teams we're playing have got games on Wednesday and Sunday, the team we're playing, Southampton. Um, so we're, we've got the same balance as them. We then got uh, two home games after that, isn't it? Oh, no, we've got an away game against PSP, sorry, followed by a home game against Forest. Yep. So uh, that might be a bit tougher. But we know, we know what to expect now. And we it, if we can do something tomorrow night, then we can just, we can send out the Papa John's trophy over to uh, 
Amsterdam, although a few of them might have to take their parents because, you know, it'd be trouble with the passports, would they, on that one? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know, let's, let's, let's just keep on. I want to be positive about it. we got to win. Uh, VAR actually done what you should do with the second decision. It should have, should have cancelled the penalty as well for a blatant offside. That is just a nonsense. Um, how... One, how could he miss it? Because it's very clear when they showed a picture. He is absolutely perfectly positioned, that linesman, and he's missed it. How has he missed that? And how has VAR said, oh, it's a different phase of play? He plays it back, it's crossed over, it's a goal, or it's a penalty. <clears throat> but it was funny, Saliba's reaction. I mean, talk about that. <laughs> Knowing you're guilty straight away. You can see it on his face, couldn't you? Um, uh, you knew it was going to be given, uh, but it's very nice when it went wide. But then the, the, the I, I don't understand. I still I'd love to know what the conversation was between the referee and the linesman for the sending off, because it looks like the linesman's telling him what went on, which meant, which must have been I've missed everything, but a kick out, and he's kicked him in the chest, and it turned out yeah you missed everything because it was a foul. How could you miss that? That's impossible. And the kick in the chest that you saw didn't happen. It only happened in your dreams. And that's a dreadful decision. Unless Kavanaugh turned around and said, that's what I think happened. He said, well, I've got no reason to disagree with you. Kavanaugh's got history of sending off our players. He seemed to quite enjoy it. Um, so, I don't know. Pass. Just thank God it weren't Harry Kane because it wouldn't have been overturned. And he'd have probably scored a penalty to be fair because he is quite good at them because he has enough practice. Um, yeah. yeah, I think that to be fair to Leeds, and this isn't this is a genuine comment, they're the best team we've faced this season, not in terms of their starting 11, obviously, but in terms of as tough a test as we've had, that was it against, against Leeds. Liverpool were very good in the first half, as we discussed last week. Tottenham weren't good at all. Um, Palace were good for probably 20, 30 minutes, first game of the season. Other than that, we found most games quite comfortable. But yeah, Even the game we lost. They, they, they yeah, well, yeah, they played, played well on the counter, but I always felt sort of, I suppose, in control is the wrong word, but I always felt like we had, we had a, confident of get getting a result out of it whereas that i just thought it was inevitable they were they were going to score they were so on top of us I I said they, were, they were they were excellent so fair play to them and i don't think yeah. they're going to have going to have any problems because they yeah, could be top half of the table really looking at that performance i mean that's a minimum you know seriously they, they can't just turn up for our game and play like that no yeah. well they beat Chel- that was the first game they've lost at home all season they beat Chelsea very yeah, comfortably. Yeah. Um, I can't remember who else they've they've beaten, who else they've played. But yeah, they're they holding form. They, they did lose to Palace the following week. But again, very good in the first half, tailed off in the second, which didn't happen on Sunday. But their home form, I think, would should be enough to keep them up at the very least. I, yeah, I, like, I, I don't. They, they. I, I expect them to come top half just on that performance. They just got to play it like that every week. They're and certainly better and more well, and better set up than some other teams down there. I mean, I'm looking at the likes of Villa, Leicester. Certainly, obviously, those two teams manager changes potentially, but. Yeah, no, fair play to them. They gave, they gave us a very good game. But let's let's look at some some positives then. Um, firstly, context is very important in this one. Uh, we we'd gone up past the Arctic Circle <coughs> on Thursday, played well, played a sort of mixture of some reserves and some some first teamers up in Norway. Uh, Always was going to be tricky on the on the 4G pitch, but managed to get the get the win there. Although again, very very tough game. They put up a, a very good test, and again, a team that doesn't lose at home very often at all. So that was a good win. But then to 
come back three days later. Um, so they would have gone home, then right back up to Leeds. is is difficult, and so ultimately the performance wasn't that great. But to come away with the three points was was all that really mattered. And top of the league, four points clear. You can't really complain too much. Um, Dad, let's talk about about the sort of one moment of quality that we that we showed. And other than one of the best switches of play I've ever seen from Rodrigo to set to set up Saka, it was a very nicely worked goal. Um, obviously, your your man was involved in it. Before a terrific finish. Well, Rodrigo, who I'd put in my fantasy team, I think he should have almost got an assist for that, by the way. But what a ping to Saka. The little one too. Yeah, your main man, Odegaard, who, let's be honest, I thought was quite disappointing. But the one moment of quality, the little pass again, Carl, so that somebody hasn't got to break their stride. So good. And I genuinely did not know Saka had that good a finish in him. Not with his right foot. No. Yeah, if it, you might have gone left foot. Yes, right foot. No, what a finish. It's amazing, isn't it? You, you watch him for a few weeks struggling, hitting it far, far wide over everywhere. Score a couple of goals, and then you've got a finish like that with your wrong foot. So, quite he had a, he had a fairly similar chance like on the Thursday, fairly similar, but even closer, if anything. And he, he got a pitching wedge out and stuck it so high over and wide, it was terrible. Yeah, shanked it. Um, so yeah, great goal. And, you know, in fairness, you, you look at things like that if you don't know anything, you think, oh, how's the keeper get beaten like that? The keeper got beaten, a combination of placement. So he's, he's obviously gone to stop anything at his near post, Carl, hasn't he? But he's yeah. been beaten by the, the ball higher up and the, I would say, the power more than anything. I'd, first of all, I thought the keeper was looking for a cross. but when you watch it a few times, he wasn't. He's just beaten by a really good finish, plenty of power, and very good placement. As I say, he's obviously feeling a little bit more confident than he was. And you're right, Carl, he did have one Thursday night that he probably did stick well into the Arctic Circle, probably in Santa's Grotto now, but <laughs> it's, yeah, now Good finish. It was the one, the one really, really good bit of football we played all afternoon, in my opinion, because the rest of it we weren't. We played some decent football, but that was really up there. Yeah, I mean, lovely pass, as we've said, and the. You look at the goalkeeper's position there, it's absolutely spot on. He's in a position where he's not going to get beaten at this near post. And it's the sort of element of surprise, I think, that's caught him out as much as anything. But then he can't react to it because it's it's too well placed. It's hits the roof of the net first. Just absolutely brilliant. And if that's something that Saka's getting better at and if he wants to try it out in a Europa League game, group stage game, that's absolutely fine. And I'm more than happy for him to do that if it means that when it comes to the weekend, and that is the one decent chance we had in the entire game, it's it's won us three points that we weren't going to get, I don't think, other than if we didn't score that. So it just shows the... The quality and without sort of a, a player that I 
think is a is a very decent player. But if you look at someone like Patrick Bamford, who missed a f- two or three really good chances for them, uh, it just just shows the difference in quality. And we've we've been in that position that Leeds have been in not too long ago ourselves, saying, well, if we just had someone from that team or someone from that team, that wouldn't have happened, or we'd have scored that. And now we we are becoming that team. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the guy that had a really, really noticeable game was was Ramsdale, who had a had a good game. I suspect his plums are still a bit short <laughs> from that one. And... Who, who doesn't what, laugh what a that? quote! <laughs> what a quote! By the way, and sorry, I've, this is just a complaint. The match of the day highlights quite rightly show that Leeds were the dominant team in that game because they were. What they didn't show was three fantastic saves from Ramsdale. They're just completely cut out of the of the highlights yeah, and sort of only plums. yeah <laughs> only brushed over in the in the analysis part. It's ridiculous. He had such a brilliant game. He did. He's, he's had some he's had some really good ones, but considering the context and, and how poor we were, that, that really jumps out and you can really look at that and say he's he's won us or helped win us that game. Him yeah. him and as you mentioned, Carl Gabriel. Yeah, because our two fullbacks didn't have their best games. I mean as a defensive unit we still only conceded north. <laughs> yeah. But but Tommy Asu got caught a few times, one 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 noticeably where he panicked a little bit in the first half, at the end of the first half. And Ben White, he gave it away a lot. And that's yeah. the most unlike him. It was like they caught us unawares and they, they can't do because you know our leads are going to play. Um, but we wasn't at our best. But we won. I mean, our midfield was rubbish. Um, yeah. Jacker weren't so bad, I suppose. But, you know, generally was rubbish. Martinelli was ineffective. Jesus tried, but never really got anywhere. Gabriel was the shining light. I thought it was nice to see. And I can't, be, I, I couldn't understand why people would get on his back. Thanks. Can you turn the light on, please? <laughs> anyway, that's all right. I'll, I'll finish. I'll just mute myself. Sorry. God, I don't know if you technical <laughs> issues at home, that's okay. Um, yeah, Dad, we, we talked a lot about uh, Gabriel last week and I don't know, diff, on a different, well, without VAR on the game, we could have been coming on talking about how he's, uh, how he's a liability and maybe someone that we need to look at improving. But firstly, we justice sort of prevailed in the end and we got to the correct decision. But he was another one that he was putting his his body everywhere. I know one of your favourite phrases, "body on the line." That was that really summed him up on the on Sunday. And apart from the little kick out, stayed very calm, which is unusual for him. Yeah, he was he was doing he was doing all right. I mean, I think I think Bamford was trying to rattle him and get him a bit rolled up. I think he was probably aggrieved at the the earlier incident when he was pushed as well. Yeah. I I think that that was just my view, Cole. I th- I thought he was a bit aggrieved by that. And then at the end when he gets another one, he's lost the plot a bit. Could be wrong. Bamford has annoyed me because he looks like he needs a good haircut. <laughs> I think he's jealous of his hair. Well, that's true, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was good, Gabriel. He was good. He made a silly mistake trying in, in, in kicking out, but I don't know if he actually stopped himself from kicking out or if it just he just didn't catch him. I think he probably stopped himself because he didn't really force it through, did he? Um, but Bamford rolling about on the floor was a bit embarrassing. That was a bit... Um, your name's Ruth Van Nistelrooy. Uh, yeah, exactly what I was going to compare it to, Carl. It was literally yeah. just just like watching Vieira not on Van Nistelrooy. Yeah, 
Yeah. And we had the equivalent of Stephen Bennett, who was a crap referee, refereeing us on on Sunday, and he did send him off. But thankfully, he had a crap referee doing VAR as well, who actually, for once, uh, found in our favour. Yeah, Mr. Tierney. Is a novelty. Yes. A rarity, I think, is the term, Carl. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm with you, Carl, I think. We weren't great all the way through the side. Back to front, front to back, whichever way you say it. Um, I'll, I'll give us our due. We dug in well. And you're right. Tom, Tommy the week before was absolutely fantastic. This week he looked a bit lost. Um, yeah, he just didn't have a good game. I, I, you no. know, we've played a lot of players on the, on the Thursday. I don't think he was one of them actually. Uh, I can't remember. Did we play him on Thursday? Can't remember. No, can't remember now. But um, yeah, he just looks a little bit jaded. As a, as a number of them, but as a as a unit, it's got a naught next to it, next to it, and that's yeah. uh, you know all credit to for for keeping going. Apart from the the error for the handball, Saliba was was decent. He's not not up to the levels of obviously the last two games where he's been unbelievable against uh, uh, Liverpool and Spurs, but he was he's still decent. And it's nice to he, we've had two we've played Bodo Glimp. And 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 um, and Leeds in both games we weren't great, but we've won right. both. Yeah, so happy days, happy days. We won the old old way that Arsenal used to win, uh, and it's nice. The old way at dirty Leeds. At dirty Leeds, uh, and they, they, I don't know if you've seen that crowd video from the Leeds end, but it shows the Arsenal. It's just great. Two minutes of. I, what about the one at Ramsdale as well, Carl? <laughs> yeah, it's great, isn't it? Yeah, I'm, I'm just giving them a little bit of a nudge, and they just go, don't they? It's all about. He must be a good fisherman. I, I could only imagine because he was a load of them there. <clears throat> Uh, yeah. To be fair, we gave him something and he applauded them, didn't he? So uh, they still didn't know what to do. No, Which, I mean, hostile crowd. It, I was about to say, Cole, if you look at a couple of them games last year, and I know there weren't floodlights at that, that's that's as, I'm going to say, as hostile an atmosphere as you're going to get virtually anywhere. In this country, I think. In this I'm country, trying, yeah. I'm trying to think of one that's. That's harder in terms of the crowd. I've, I've say I watched the gate their game yesterday in Palace. The crowd there was was absolutely superb, and that's that's obviously another one we've got got out the way and got three points in. So that's, I mean, considering yeah. we we are talking about a team that was so so bad away from home three four years ago, it's mm. it's an in, incredible transformation and. Yeah, credit has to go to the to the way the the mentality's changed um, away from home. Whether that's a bit of, well, I think it's a mix of a bit of belief in in the, themselves and also a bit bit more grit and determination. Because obviously last last year didn't quite finish the way we wanted it to. But you look there, there were some really good away wins there. Uh, Wolves sticks out with with ten men. Uh, Aston Villa again, that was another another one nil where. Scored a scored a goal. Had to dig in. Um, that was the one Leno came in for and and did really well. I'm trying to think of think of any others, but yeah, Leeds and uh, Palace definitely two of the harder ones outside of the of the other teams in the the big six. So good to get them out of the way. And obviously, look ahead. You've got Newcastle is always a difficult place to go. Wolves as well, but. Yeah, no, in, encouraging signs away from home. In fact, yeah. we are we are actually what, top of the of the away table, which is which is nice. We're not top of the home table. Yeah, we we are, but we we <laughs> us um, Spurs and City, we've all got hundred percent record at home, oh, right. whereas we're actually sort of clear on the on the away table. Right. There you go. Cool. Yeah, it's nice. 
But yeah, 20, 27 points out of 30. Dad, it's a, I think it's a good time to tell uh, to ask you now, as is, we're 10 games in, what's the what's the old charts looking like for the comparison? Oh, we're... Have you, have you got it handy? No, I haven't got it handy, but I'm, I, when I looked the other day, I think we had 17 points after 10 games last year. And silly, I, th- I think the, the bit I notice is Funny enough, the goal difference is 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 obviously better, but it's the goals scored, I think. Mm. And if you look at the last couple of years, we we were struggling, you know, ten games we've probably scored thirteen goals. Whereas this season we're in the the twenties. So what whilst you I think oh yeah, I mean obviously Sunday we didn't concede, but I think we've conceded a couple of silly goals. You know, you overall you look at it and go, but at least this season generally we're scoring goals. Yeah. Um, and uh, that makes that uh, obviously that makes a huge difference. You know, if you score one, the other team's got to score two to beat you. So still waiting for that game where we give someone a spanking. But maybe that maybe I'm being too optimistic. But it just feels like it's there, and then we don't do it for whatever reason. Keep I, I know exactly what chances, you mean. But I do know what you mean. That there, there's a couple of times I've thought, yeah, Brentford being the I think the one. You looked at it and you thought we we could have scored six, seven. Yeah, sometimes we take the foot off the gas a little bit as yeah. well. Well, I, Tottenham was the one as well because. A, we should have never let that game be one all in the first place. But B, obviously, when they they went down to ten men, they sort of well they shut up shop, and we we made the changes just to sort of rest players for for the next game. So yeah. that just shows. I, I think I think we've got the the fear factor back as well. Teams aren't trying to take the game to us anymore. Teams are sort of well scared. Not maybe the right word, but teams are. Are wary of us as I'm as I welcome a f- uh, footballer into the room. I can't see them yet, but almost there. I can see Madeline. I can, I can see, see you. Okay, well, I can hear Madeline. That's that's I can see Madeline as well. How are you, Madeline? I'm, I'm good, thank you. <laughs> Good, good result for you. Yeah, pretty good. Uh, probably could have won, but our keeper left at half time. So to keep a clean sheet in the second half, I think was quite impressive. Your keeper left. left at half time. Yeah, she she had a bit of a meltdown. Not because she conceded, just because she does medicine. Um, so we had to get someone else to go in goal. Um, so. Yeah. Joys of uni football. All right, Madeline, I'll tell you what, what we've been doing is at the start of the, the episode, I, um, well, I've made everyone describe their lovely experience of watching the game on Sunday. Cole, I think, was slightly less stressful than me and Dad because of his, because he was in a completely different country, obviously, so he had no problems with his pictures. But what was what was the experience like for you? To be fair, mine was all right. The only time my um, completely legal stream um, stopped was as we gave the penalty away. So I didn't know we'd given it away until the Twitter notification came through. Um, And I said, have we conceded? And someone said, not yet. Um, And then my stream started working as Patrick Bamford missed the penalty. Um, However, it was horrific. The entire second half was horrendous. And I never want to go through that ever again. Yeah. Sounds exactly sounds exactly like um what what we uh said from yeah. it. We don't we don't wanna as I say it's a brilliant start of the season, but we certainly don't want many more performances like like them. And I'm One hoping to another it was yeah. I, I'm hoping it was just a sort of fatigue thing from playing Thursday and then having another long trip Sunday. And of course the fact that Leeds Leeds played very well. Especially at home. 
I mean, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm not saying... Their first loss of the season at home as well. I don't know if you've already mentioned it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not, not saying that they won't give us a game or they won't get some any points from us, but Southampton on Sunday, you certainly wouldn't expect them to play at the intensity Leeds did and give us as hard a time as we had. And they're playing tonight, aren't they, Southampton? Oh, they yeah. are. Yeah, they've got the. I think they've got West Bournemouth. Oh, Bournemouth! No, they they played West Ham the oh. other day. The South Seaside Derby, or whether they make it out to be now. Well, let, let's let's go on to um, Southampton then. Uh, I'll be honest. Um, I haven't seen. I don't think I've seen a single Southampton game live as of yet this season. Madeline, I suppose again you're sort of the the resident expert here. Have you you caught any Saints games this season? I don't think I have. I'll be you honest. Don't... Um, you know they're probably not fantastic when every pub in Southampton tries their best not to put their games on the TV. <laughs> yeah. um, it's been. I mean, I I can occasionally hear the crowd from my window. Uh, and it's strong occasionally because it's only when they score. Um, but I've not caught caught much of them. I've not caught much of the atmosphere as to whether Southampton fans are happy or not. Um, I basically am useless. So uh, you're welcome. He's been can, under pressure. You can leave now, Madeline. He's been under pressure for his job, isn't he? The manager, they, they thought he was going to go a few times. He's got pulled out a result um, a couple of times just to just to keep the wolf at bay as such. So, but he's got a very young too. They turned out they're younger than us this year. Um, their average age. So um, that's an obvious after last year. We was miles clear. So he must. Have, I, don't, I don't know who he's brought in to make that stat work, but uh, he has. Obviously. They've got they've got a couple of teenagers that have been constantly starting for him. They've got. Oh, can't, the lad at the back named named Cotchap or something. He's a nineteen year old centre back. He looks a a very handy player. I have watched them at some point. I can't remember when, but I remember looking at him thinking he was a player. And then there's a kid in midfield who I think is only eighteen years old, and he again he looks he looks like a really good player. But Dad, I know this is this is something you've said is that it's it's a place that we're not very good at and it's a bit of a I wouldn't say a bogey team because we have a pretty good home record against them but a, a bogey ground certainly as I've said to you Matthew I've been there four times I've never seen us win in, in one of the grounds or the other so I, I look back to, to last season we went you, you, even now you look at it and go how did we not win at worst, not get a point, but we didn't, and they are one of them teams. You know, don't know why. You you used to say, I mean, again, I'm looking at, at Mr. Lillis here, St. Mary's when it was one of the bigger teams there. You know, the the crowd were always up for it, weren't they, Carl? Well, it, it, well, I, I always think of the Dell. The Dell, sorry, not St Mary's. Yeah. All oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, you know, you, you went a foot back. He was he was in row one, weren't you? Yeah. <laughs> From the pitch, it was that tight. But uh, yeah, it was uh, the crab were on you because they literally were on you. Right. Um. Uh, yeah. There's a bit more. There was quite a noisy crowd. They can be though. Yeah. You know. So we we got we can't. <laughs> it ain't a lucky ground for us. But there's, there's nothing wrong with it. The pitch is quality, or it always appears to be quality. Um, uh, the setup is nice there. We should be able to play there. It's just we haven't over recent years. Well, I've I've got the the results up because I hadn't looked at this before, but I was I was interested. So since they've been back in the Premier League, 2013, we drew one all at their place. Um. 2014, we drew two all. Uh, 2015, we lost two nil. Is that and Chesney smoking day? I could have been that that time. That was New Year's Day 2015. 
then we next played them Boxing Day 2015 and lost 4-0. So we yet to beat them. Uh, a 5-0 away win in the FA Cup, which I remember. Welbeck and Walcott scored some yeah, goals there. And we also we did beat them 2-0 in the league that year. I don't remember that one. 2017, we drew one all. That was the snow game. I don't know if anyone remembers that. Um, 2018, we lost 3-2. I remember Mkhitaryan scoring twice and still managing to lose to them. As that was the day Charlie Austin scored the winner against us, which was really depressing. God. 2019, we drew 2 all, And then 2021, 2020 and 2021, we've won both times, but they were both COVID-related. And then last year, we we lost 1-0. So <laughs> it's not a great record at all at, at St Mary's. For whatever reason, because it's not one of those grounds you associate with being hostile and difficult to go to. As you said, Carl, it's a lovely pitch. But for whatever reason, we have not got a good record there at all. Yeah, they can chuck out some noise, the fans can. But yeah, it's not um, It's not an intimidating, I wouldn't say it's an intimidating place. It's not like going to Leeds or or a, a few Dirty other grounds. Pa- okay. even, 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 uh, well, yeah, Dirty Leeds or, or Palace even. Which is yeah. not, I mean, is a little bit more intimidating. It's just noisy, actually. Palace is not so much intimidating there either. But yeah, Leeds is always the one that you always think it was being quite an intimidating place. Birmingham can be the same as well, um, going back a few years. But yeah, Southampton. Well, we shouldn't be this bad there, but we've we've always been pretty pants there. I mean, there was a, a few years when we had all our superstars out, um, and and obviously. We did batter them a few times, but we did that to most teams at that time. It's also probably important to remember, uh, probably barring last year, our away record recently has not been very good in general. Southampton has been one of the ones that's maybe continued, but we were famously really, really bad away from home for about three years. Um, So that's probably... We just was talking about that just before you came in that we're top of the away league. (laughs) Clear, apparently. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, I I don't know, Matthew. It's just a bit weird. As I say, Carla remembered the Dell. If you were, the away sports used to be on the side, actually, on one side. And, um, Carl is co- completely correct because it literally was as somebody was taking a throw in, you could pull the shirt if you were in the front. So it was quite noisy there then, Carl. Which fake do you remember? I might be wrong here, Kev, but do you remember the, 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 the ones, the one that stands was smaller, it, it, it sort of narrowed, it lowered yeah. as you got to the side. But there was always the one, the old blue um, um, disabled cars. <laughs> Way yeah. parked up, which I wish you'd see. At some grounds there were, but particularly at, at um, the Dell, I'm sure it was. I always remember seeing it and thinking, when did they get that there? <laughs> there you go. You know. another, another, another era, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. Special ground that was. They, weren't, they, 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 they don't make them like that, do they, anymore? It's just, I mean, it held about 17,000. And yet you look at it, you think, that can't hold 17,000. How do you get that in now? You look at it, you think, it, it, it would get 8,000 in now. If you was lucky, I think, under the health and safety these days. But there you probably, go. You, you say it held 17,000, Cole, probably the attendance record, something like 40,000. Yeah, there, probably Probably is when they were standing and all that. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, cracking stuff. Yeah. Hopefully we can change that recent not playing well. Obviously, I've forgotten we'd won in COVID, but yeah, I, I remember the we. I think it, that was. There was a bit of a meme with that one because it was one of the ones in the sun and I think there was a few of them on the bench and they had to sit apart because of COVID but all holding an umbrella to stop the sun off them. I think everyone was saying, oh, I'm surprised Ozil was even not got someone carrying it. 
I seem to remember Mazat Ozil sat with his feet up on the chair in front of him and holding an umbrella. Yeah, so shots. No one else is holding it for him. But there you go. Yeah. But yeah, hopefully it's another another Brentford where we can sort of get it out of our our system and and go and put on an impressive performance and sort of vanquish some demons. Would be nice. And I I tell you what we'll do is we'll. Because tomorrow's Europa game, obviously, apart from the fact that it's at a ridiculous kickoff time, um, is well, PSV are obviously a, a very good team, and it's a, a game that if we win, we qualify, and then I think we need one more point from from two games to to yeah. win the group, which is obviously very important. So, we're, we're, what names are we expecting to see on well tomorrow? I have no idea. Um, I, they, they're going to play a lot of the first teamers because the re- reserves or the Papa John's Trophy team was was playing last night. So Matt Smith played last night. He played the full 90, so he's not going to play. Um, but he might be on the bench, but he's not going to start. And he'll only come up with a couple of minutes, if, if at all. Um, there's a couple of youngsters who, who, who have been left, that were left out. So they might be on the bench, but they'll only be bench fillers. So you're going to see Holding start. You're going to see Tierney start. You're going to see um, the keeper, whose name escapes me already, which is terrible. He'll Turner. Start. Turner. Um, I, I think you might see Cedric start. I don't, I... <laughs> don't no, I, he's not starting against Southampton because I've got PTSD from that performance last year. No. Oh my God, it was atrocious. Uh, I, I think. It, 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 uh, well, yeah, it's up to them. But they, they may play Ben White or Tommy Asu right back. Who knows? Um, yeah. Um, Party will get a break, I think. I don't think he needs one. I thought he was awful the other night, the other day. Um, it would be nice to give Xhaka a break as well, but I'm not sure. Uh, how'd you work that one out? Uh, you've got to think about They'll have to think about that one. Um, they got, yeah, they got, more, they got more, Vieira, but they'll play Vieira instead of Odegaard, wouldn't they? And Martinelli apparently. Eddie instead of Jesus. Eddie instead of Hazel. Martinelli didn't try. But again, sorry, by the way, I thought Eddie's little cameo on Sunday was absolutely awful. He seemed to, I don't, I don't want to go in on the boat, but it seemed like he'd very much revolved back to the old Eddie instead of the the Eddie that we saw at the end of last year. But they're all pants, so you can't play yeah, sub. But yeah, no, that's, that's true. I'm assuming Reese will play again, Carl. I guess so. Uh, I mean, you know, I felt I felt for him a little. He didn't have a great game against Bolton, but not anyone else particularly. Yeah. And you know, he's playing in, in effect our position. Um, Marquinhos, yeah, yeah, I'd give Marquinhos and Nelson a start, but he, uh, it was the point of trying to second guess him. Right? It was the point because he just. He'll, he'll play Saka, he'll play Martinelli, and he'll play Jesus well, up front. <laughs> I think Martinelli would most likely get a rest because he's been ill apparently, so they expect yeah. him to be fine for the weekend. But yeah, yeah so he hasn't tried to nor did Chinchenko either. But Chinchenko, yeah. yeah. So yeah. Okay, so what on the weekend then? Because it's actually quite interesting because obviously we've had Tommy Asu in at left back the last couple of weeks and. Obviously, the first week that went fantastically. Sunday, not so much. Obviously, again, not the only one. But does that make it make a change possible there? And yeah, I, I, I think Tierney probably deserves a a little run actually, Carl. He's I agree. Looked. I'm I, again. I'm not. I'm not saying he was spectacular Sunday, but I thought he actually he actually really helped when he when he came on. On the yeah. pitch Sunday, I, I definitely think Tierney. The only thing is, you got Thursday Sunday, so you, you, if you know, do you want to play two games in three days? Probably okay. not. So uh, you could you could play him for sixty though midweek and then play him Sunday, start him Sunday. Maybe. 
Uh, no, I've seen I've seen some of the names that the, well, the young kids that have trained with the first team today. So Edward, Edwards is with the first team at the moment. I saw. Yeah. That. Um, Sousa was with. Uh, he got, got. Did Sousa get taken off after forty-five yesterday and and train with the first team today? I think. I'm not sure. I didn't notice that he'd been taken off. If I'm being honest. Oh, um, I know he played, he trained with the first team today. He was, he was pictured yeah. in training, but Kurjan, is it Kurjan? He, yeah, he, he's been with the first team, and uh, Edwards obviously. There's one other who's uh, again. I'm, I'm I'm getting that in. I missed it. Can't remember. But uh, yeah, it's 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 a tough juggling act. We 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 we're probably realizing, or I'm realizing, how small our squad is again. Um, which is to an extent okay at the moment. We got one of these, we got. I mean, it's, it's caused the, the problem is caused by the fact that we got the World Cup right in the middle of everything. Otherwise, I think we'd probably be able to get away with it a little bit easier. But I keep on thinking, uh, uh, you've already got uh, half a dozen games. Yeah, half a dozen yeah. games to go. If we can get through them, let's just get through them because there are lots of players in our league at the moment and not at our club. Touch wood, it stays like that. Um, that are pulling up injured now. Yeah. So um, yeah, it's a it's a case of potluck at the moment. He is trying to protect them, but he, he's playing them a lot. But he's trying to protect them as well. He knows the players who are likely to to get injured. It seems to me, and he, he, he's trying to give them a bit of rest during games. And um, yeah. Probably them. not going to be in Thursday's squad, but. Uh, Maldini, don't know if anyone watched the uh, Inside Hailend. Yeah, I'd, yeah I saw that. Maldini, the one I think we got him from Fulham. Yeah. He came with the first team and so did uh, Miles Lewis Skelly. They're both 16, so I don't know, but they both trained with the first team. Um, so Maldini played last night, he came on as a sub, yeah. as did Skelly as well. Skelly they really made him quite highly. He was, yeah. I, I, watched, I watched a bit of the game, he was a bit special. Yeah, I'll say him and where he came on, and uh, they they were very good, very good. Yeah, well, I mean, we're we're going for the Papa John's again. We I think semi final we reached <coughs> last year. We're, we're through the group. Call, I can't remember. And I, t- I tell you what, not many academy sides make it through the through the group because it's very hard playing against senior Pro- teams who teams, are yeah. who are made up of of players that are really physical and well obviously very good footballers as well but it's really odd and we do the academy just put uh, such a sort of credit to the club and it shows how how good it, it is it was, brilliant. It was, it was I, w- I watched a bit it's interesting the commentary which is radio northampton yeah um Cobblers. but <laughs> no honestly um and they were they were very good actually i thought the commentary was very good and they were they, but they were mentioning about this is Arsenal's under twenty one team, but there's only one under twenty one, or two under twenty ones. All the rest of them are, are sort of the under 18s pretty much. Um, I thought it was good they pointed that out because they were pointing out that Northampton had a very much a squad team out last night. Yeah, but that that's the thing for these these EFL teams is them for them it's a rotation as well, but yeah. it's a rotation of players that. Are genuinely and with a chance of of or trying to work their way into the first team. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, it's uh, properly put putting in performances and going for it. So yes, yeah, it's it's, yeah. it's really Obviously good. Enough, the, the Northampton scorer was a sixteen-year-old, which is I, I thought was quite funny. With all our players out, he's the one who scored the goal, right? The, the first goal. Um, but yeah, I quite enjoyed watching that as it goes because yeah, I, I know I, I, I think we took. Over, I, I know it's Northampton, it's quite close, but we took 300 as well, which yeah, is I incredible. Would, I would imagine they just live around the corner. I would, yeah. I would have guessed they, 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 there's a few who live around the corner who went to that. I'm surprised you didn't, actually. But, uh, yeah, yeah, there, I, there was a, there was a few. But, uh, yeah, I turned over to watch the Brighton game. And it took about 10 minutes now before I can't take that anymore. So I turned about yeah. to watch the uh, well, Northampton game. Well, well, we'll certainly be keeping an eye on a game tonight and hopefully... Both teams in that game lose. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, and, and Matt Smith got quite a good review. It, 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 
he's he's a really good player. Just you know, it's it's a it's a it's, yeah. I'd like to see him make his debut before he gets moved on because he's probably going to leave, and he'll, and he'll do a good job. Um, I'm not sure at what level because it's never been tested. He, 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 he's too good for League One, it seems, or it, that's how it's appeared in his in his games. So, can he play at the Championship level? No one's taking a punt on him, have they? So he'll probably end up going to a League One team, hopefully a, a one that's challenging a derby or something like that, someone with a bit of bit behind them, and uh, it works out well for him. It deserves to. Yeah, definitely. Madeline, do you want to you want to talk to us a bit about the about the um, women? Uh, a bit like the first team, actually. In fact, it was almost identical. The stress levels that game caused against Reading. Yeah. Dreadful. Um, to be fair, probably similar to what you said about the Leeds result. It might be one we look back on in May and go. That was potentially the one, like you'd put that in the top three of most important results of the season because one, obviously missing two first choice centre halves, that's not easy for anyone, especially when they are involved in your all round play as much as Rafa and Leah are. Um, but also, I probably wasn't the only one sat there prior to the game with flashbacks to Birmingham away last season, um, missing Rafa and Leah. Um, and we lost 2-0 away at the bottom of the league. Reading weren't actually bottom um, by the time we played them. Leicester had taken their spot. Um, but I think to, to, to get that result, I thought... I think, to be fair, all season, Black Stenius has been very, very good. Leah Balti was unbelievable. And Manu in goal, just like Ramsdale did for us. Uh, the games were so identical. Um, yeah, Manu in goal was exceptional. Um, but definitely, obviously, you, the WSL has 12 teams in it. You play 22 games. You can't really afford to lose many games. Um, and especially when we haven't played City, United or Chelsea yet this season, um, the the victories you can we can keep picking up before we get round to them um, are going to be very, very vitally important. So, uh, though not the best performance, definitely an important one um, and maybe a bit in grit and determination that's going to be needed tonight um, away at Lyon, which is the least enviable fixture maybe ever. Um, Have you seen the team? I've seen the team. Um, I'm a bit surprised that obviously <laughs> there's nothing. Um, uh, where's the team gone? Where's the team gone? Um, well, there's no Medina on the bench. Um Viv's obviously on the bench. She went off. Well, she didn't go off. I don't know if there's anything wrong with her wrist. Um, but it, I guess it means Kim Little can move forward a little bit more, um, knowing that she's she sort of got the security of two very, very good... If she gets a penalty, let's hope it's better than the one she oh, took the other day. God. Yeah. Um, it might be damage limitation... Leon are the best team by far and away of anyone in the world. Um, and away and at home, they're even better. They've got a group of fans that treat the women's games like they do the men's games. They bring the flares, they bring the flags. Oh, that's that's unacceptable behaviour in women's yeah, football. And there's no place for that sort of thing. Exactly, exactly how it, it should be. Um, uh, but yeah, they're they're very good. Wendy Renard's very tall. Um, and I did actually see a tweet and someone said, I'm stood in a lift with her and I can see why she's so good. That was, that was so Tim, Tim yeah. Stillman, wasn't it? Yeah, great, um, great. So, yeah, hopefully we can, even if we can't get a result tonight, we can put in a decent performance. This is the game. We're going to learn more from this game than probably any game this season. Um, <sighs> if you want to know how to play football, watch Leon. Um 
But if we can come away with something excellent, if we don't, there'll be plenty of positives to take out from what you get from it. Um, but yeah. Yeah, and uh, it's a tough group, isn't it? But one we we hope to to get out of, obviously. I mean, the other thing is when I talk about damage limitation, there's very feasible chance that this group could literally come down to goal difference. Um, so I think actually the Juventus knocked Chelsea out of the group stages last year on goal difference. Um, so they're no mugs. So if you can not get battered today, not only is it good for morale, but it's, you know, keeps you in reasonable contention. Yep. And just a shout out for, for Beth Mead as well, just to finish us off. Who what was an achievement robbed? that was. Yeah. And she was, she was robbed, but what an achievement One it mark. was. One point or whatever you want to call it. And congratulations, Becky Osaka, for getting in there and uh, losing to some bloke. I have never heard of oh, one. Honestly, sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. I, who's that kid that finished who one place above him? I've no idea. I'd no. never heard of him in life. I just genuinely have to Google him. I don't have a clue. He played for but, what countries no, from. There's this. It's a loving for Real Madrid and Barcelona players, isn't it? Yeah, it just bores me to tears. I mean, I'm sorry, but I, I know. We'd all like a premiership player to be up there and all that, but Jude Bellingham. Jude I mean, Bellingham. Bellingham, Bellingham Musiala for me. Bellingham, Saka, Musiala should have been there you go. But yeah, Beth Mead, Madeline. Yeah, what I mean, what a player, what a woman. Uh, nice of Getty to call her Viv's guest. Um, <laughs> that was incredible as well. What a nice. The women's come second. Um, nine places higher than Viv. Um, yeah, no, massive achievement for Beth, massive achievement for English women's football as a whole. Um, she is basically the face of it at this point. Um, she, she's everywhere. You can't get away from her. Um, very humble with it too, but had there's a lot of people that maybe only watched the Euros and didn't watch her throughout the season. We watched her throughout the season and she was outstanding for us probably an extra leg in the Champions League or an extra or winning the WSL and it probably would have been hers. Um, but the numbers she put in for club and country were outrageous. And not only that, did it with a work rate of someone that is fighting for a starting place in every team. Um, and yeah, I would say is definitely a credit to the club, epitomises everything that Arsenal is about, always got time for fans, etc., as all of them do. Um, so, big up herself, and hopefully when she wins England the World Cup, she might win the Ballon d'Or. There, there was a nice picture, on, I, I saw it on Twitter, but it was probably from, from um, something else, and it was uh, Vivian Medina's posting saying that, here I am with my guests, and they're in a private. It looked like a private jet, and there was Saka and Mahit. I say it's quite a nice little fun, and I didn't quite get it until you just explained it just a couple of minutes ago. What it's about, but uh, yeah, yeah, it but cool. it's very good. And uh, this is this complete un- Arsenal unrelated, man. The my, my, I thought the worst part about the women's ceremony was I was looking at the names and Alex Morgan comes. 12 or something in 2022. They're sort of scared of getting rid of any American from it. Um, And not a single... So Leon won the Champions League and not a single one of them made it in the top five, right? Well, that makes sense. So, yeah. I mean, the year Nedved beat Henri to it was probably the year it lost any sense of validity it had. So, um, yeah. But big up, Beth. Um, what you have to remember is it, it, it's greatly influenced by French journalism, isn't it? Yeah. So, and, and obviously Barcelona and Real Madrid who, who, who are going to win. Players always win it because those two need the publicity. Yeah, it's a complete popularity contest. And I'm, I don't know. Oh, I just fed up of it really yeah i don't pay much, much heed to it if i'm being honest until until one of our players comes biggest, like, biggest, like they were this year the then world. It's, yeah 
That's why I, that's the only reason I tuned in. I had no problem with Benzema. There, there you go. But yeah, that's just about going to do it for us. Um, Thank you all for joining me. Thanks, Madeline, for very quickly having to turn around there and going from your game. I'm sure you've got uh, plans this evening now. It is initiation initiation night. It's um. How many beers does that mean? Oh, that means there's a bottle of vodka over there, and I haven't bought any mixer mixer yet. Um, it means there's a lot or half of the socials at my house. There's a lot of drinking games, and there's a lot of um. I've got to get up for a nine a.m. tomorrow morning. So let's see how this goes. Well, we look forward to hearing about your adventures next week, Madeline. We'll, we'll oh. have a segment for that. But I'm yeah, hopefully. Nice cup of Horlicks with a bit of luck. You know. <laughs> yeah. Nice cup of tea. That's what yeah. you need, Carl. Yeah, but yeah, um, Carl and Dad, I will see you see you tomorrow for, well, nice and early for a lovely six o'clock kickoff. Yeah, hopefully see you for a beer. Yeah. Um, but yeah, hopefully we can win that and get through the Europa. Hopefully we can maintain our lead at the top of the table, even better, extend it, and then I'd get really excited. But we will see. And until then, it is thank you very much for joining me. Thank you all for listening, and we will be back next week. But until then, it's goodbye.